Hey everyone, it's Lauren. And Mark. We have another great show for you here. We're going to talk about the Daytona weekend, the duels, Daytona qualifying, some great stuff in store here. Uh, looking forward to this one, Mark. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Hello, Loose Log Nation! Welcome to episode number 68 of the Loose Logs Racing Podcast. Mark, when I think of the 68, there's not a whole lot. Brandon Brown in the Xfinity Series right now. Uh, Bob Darrington has a bunch of races. Bobby Hamilton was in the 68. How about Janet Guthrie? What a uh, trailblazer she was for NASCAR. And Derek Cope uh, ran the 68 a little bit too. Who do you have? That's all, man. <laughs> That's all I got. It's probably the most uh, unused number in racing right there. In 68, I'll vote for that. <laughs> I want to see when we get up there, 70s, 80s. That could be sparse as well. Uh, 70s are good. 60s, there's a lot of 60s that's never been in racing. But, uh, yeah, we're just about out of the 60s here, and it'll start getting popular again. Yep, for <clears> sure. <throat> Well, Daytona weekend just ended on Sunday. Uh, what a weekend it was. You and I talked about on the podcast last who was going to be on the front row. It ends up being Bowman and Larson, the two drivers that I had. You had Bowman and Byron, I believe. So uh, pretty good picking by us there. Yep, yep. It's, it seems like uh, it's an everyday deal uh, every year that uh, Hendrick is always on the front row. Them Chevys always run good by themselves. Yep, absolutely. It was pretty pretty obvious. I think it was going to be that, although there was a lot of talk about potentially the Fords having some speed as well, but I think that was more in the draft, more so than single car. But how do how do they know that? Because there was no cars on the track. I mean, I mean, there was no practice or nothing, you know, before qualifying. You know, right away Chandler Smith goes out and can't even make it around turn one because uh wouldn't keep running or whatever. And just like it's just amazing why they just don't let them run around for five minutes, you know, just to see if there's no nothing rubbing or nothing leaking. But uh, that's that's the way it is, man. The cars came off the came off the truck and threw them on the racetrack. They figured they could do that during the pandemic, and so that's what they're trying to do here. Yeah, let's talk about that because obviously we're still, I guess, at the end of the pandemic, possibly. But do you think there should be practice, especially with the first race of the season being the most important? For all three series, you got some rookies mixed in there. I personally think there should be uh, just a little bit of practice, hell, even a half hour of practice there just to make sure everything's set up. You can get through the gears well. Give them a little practice to get comfortable in the car too. I understand that you can run the engine and make sure stuff in the garage, but I think a half hour of practice uh, would be a good call. Yeah, but maybe the, maybe the car owners are trying to save money and maybe they all put together and I don't know. Maybe it's a money. I think they found out that how much money they can save instead of all these 
hours and hours of testing, you know, and now all of a sudden no testing at all. There, yeah, there's between you and me, I think there should be a, a happy medium there, but there's probably some decisions that's being um, brought up uh, behind the scenes. So um, it is what it is. So that's the rules that they went with. But yeah, it was ironic to see that when Chandler <laughs> didn't even get uh, didn't even get a quarter mile down the track and she was already struggling. Like, wow, you know, thought is this where we're going this week? But uh, it all got cleared up as we went. Yeah, it's interesting though because you hear the drivers say that they would like some practice as well with it being the first event and, and the most important that we do minus maybe the cutoff races in the playoffs and the championship. But so the drivers are saying that I wonder if the owners in NASCAR will take a hard look at that for next year. Yeah. They, they still get their hour in Friday and on Saturday. So there's two hours of, of, uh, um, practice, but yeah, you think coming right out of the box just to make sure that everything's working halfway decent that uh, you'd think that they would go that way, but not, not this year. We'll see. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, let's go right into the duels on uh, Thursday then. In the first duel, pretty tame. Logano holds on over Bell, Blaney, Busher, McDowell, Harvick. Um, Zane Smith advances out of the open cars. The Chevy group had terrible strategy. They pit first. Uh, then Chandler, Smith, and Stenhouse were caught speeding on pit road. Gibbs was as well. So it got strung out there uh, quite a while. You know, and the Fords, all of a sudden, when they came back out after their pit, they got a little sniff off that Chevrolet uh, tandem. And they, uh, yeah, they slowly caught up. And it ended up being an eight-second difference after the Fords pitted. So, yeah, strategy was all part of that. That one went, that one went caution-free. Yep. So usually we talked about this uh, last podcast um, that usually when one is tame, the other one is crazy. And you and I questioned the crazy part a little bit because you don't want to ruin the best car that you have for the Daytona 500 if you're if you're locked in. So uh, but it was crazy. You know, Travis Pastrana had some questions under the first yellow about what the handout the uh, window means. He hasn't uh, raced in NASCAR too often, a little bit Xfinity Series a few years ago. So he had a question about that, and he was told that usually it means keep pushing me. So, uh, But kind of interesting to see that newcomer there ask a bunch of things under that first yellow. Well, you come out of four with your hands sticking out of the window, it means you're going to pit. So, yeah, I suppose you, you have to learn the hand signals of uh, what's going on there. So. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure he could finger uh, figure out the f uh, one finger salute, but the whole hand was a mystery to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, that second duel was totally totally different. You know, um, when Haley's window blew out of the car, you know, it blew out the right side window, and so then he had to throw a caution for that. And then, uh, you know, like I I told you what happened with the 90, uh, 99 with uh, Suarez, what he did to Kyle Busch. I mean, um, he, he said, my opinion was he pushed him into submission. <laughs> he just shoved him out of the way. And it's like, I, you know, there was still many, many laps. What was there? 15 laps to go yet still. And he was pushing that hard. And there was nobody on the side of him. There was no need to do that. And I just like, wow, Suarez, I tell you what, I'd bump noses if, uh, if I was Kyle Busch. I would have I definitely would have said something about that. Larson was behind Suarez, but you said you saw a different angle where Larson was not pushing that hard. So a lot of people think Larson kind of pushed him into there, but it's kind of hard because you can't see through 
um, the spoiler like that, I guess Dale Jr. called them what big ass spoilers. So um, you can't see anything. So you want to get going, but you're right when there's no one on the outside of you, how, how do you manage the urgency to go and, and it crossed the line there, uh, no matter who was doing it? Yeah, my notes had said, uh, yeah, this all happened because of the five, but the second replay showed that they did not touch. And how many times do you see that when somebody's getting pushed on a backstretch, they just end up getting turned right because they're not square and, and um, ends up usually pretty pretty nasty hard wreck against that back wall. We see a lot of that on that backstretch. Keep that yeah. up and then start saying you can't lock bumpers like in the other series. You know, that's the kind of rule that's made for that. Yeah, I remember last year with Mike Snyder taking down the fence down there, same kind of thing, a push gone wrong, and you can see uh, a big incident start that way. You know, in this one, Pastrana, Herbst, and Hill were even involved in it. And Hill was on a lap above Daly, who they were – those were the two fighting for the spot in Daytona 500. Hill ends up being done for the day, so Daly advanced. So um, you think you're safe, you're up a lap, and something like that happens in front of you, and it's a no-go for the 500. You know, and Daly looked like he was the slug of the field, you know, but he, he still still beat the 62, man, and he got in. So congrats to him. Yep. Uh, El Marola makes a late move. He gets the win over Sindrick, Elliott, uh, Kozlowski, and LaJoy. And as we mentioned, it was just an aggressive duel throughout the whole race. Even early on um, in the first few laps, you could tell it was just going to be one of those duels. Yep. Yep, one's clean and one's uh, rubbing hard. So, yeah, it always seems like, um, I don't know, it always seems like the second one's always got more action in it. I guess, like, they see the first one and say, hey, hold my beer and watch this, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, then the truck series was Friday night in uh, stage one. Ty was leading, and he gets loose off of four big time coming to the checkered. He would fall to sixth. Eckes takes the stage win over Crafton. To Benedetto, Deegan, Sanchez, Ty, Hosevar, Gray, Wood, and Enfinger. Uh, while we're mentioning Ty, we'll have him on uh, for next week's podcast. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, man, it was hard to get a rhythm for this race. I mean, we just got up and running lap two, and all of a sudden there, there, we, there was some weather that was there, and you kept saying we'll be all right. And uh, well, it's, it's slowly, you know, it wasn't a washout, but it was just enough just to stop the race. And then they'd pick it up, and then we'd run a couple laps, and kind of frustrating, kind of a frustrating race that you couldn't get a rhythm going down. Yeah, absolutely, you're correct on that. It, it was frustrating. Um, stage two, a couple of incidents, Thompson, Greenfield, Deegan, DeBenedo, die involved in one, and then Friesen went to block Rhodes, but Rhodes was already there. He, uh, Friesen goes hard into all that nice looking autism, uh, truck there, Holmes, Kligerman, others involved in that one. Ingram would win the stage over Purdy, Crafton, Sanchez, Eckes, Ty, Rhodes, Enfinger, Wood, and Hosevar. You know, it seems like some of them pushes that was going on. I mean, once when you push somebody, it seemed like they would really launch them. And then that leader would so be so far out ahead that all of a sudden it would come back. It was it was weird. It always seemed to happen like going into three and give the guy a shove and he the leader would take right off and get a big lead. But then, you know, it would actually get real back in. Um, it seemed like the pushes were really a lot harder than they normally are. Yep. Uh, Zane Smith goes, uh, comes down on Caruth there, and Caruth spins, die, Engfinger, 
De Benedetto tie got a piece of that. He would be okay though. And then uh, a little while later, the race would be called for rain. Zane Smith wins the truck race for the second straight year. Goes back to back over Gray, Eckes, Howard, Enfinger, Ty, Ingram, Heim, Crafton, and Elliott. Uh, frustrating. Yeah, you're you're right. I think the word would be frustrating. There, they actually, you and I were talking during this, and you thought they were going to be done. I said they should wait it out because they got lights. It looks like the showers were going to clear up. They got the track dry, got the trucks back onto the track, and that mist happened again, and it just would not die down, and, and that's what canceled the race there. We, we get that mist around here. We've, we've seen that many times, and uh, it, that is the most frustrating crap of it all. You know. So, um, hey, you and I were both at Daytona, and I told you when I was first there that that track isn't that wide. And these guys just instantly go three wide. It's just like, there's just not a lot of room. Talladega, you got lots of elbow room to do three, maybe even four. But at Daytona, man, it's that is so tight there. It's so easy that you can make contact with somebody. It just doesn't work there, man. Yeah, that's one thing you told me five years ago when we visited. You said, you're going to look at that track and you're going to wonder how they go two wide. And then you realize sometimes they're three wide. It's amazing. It does. It looks like they can barely go too wide, but they make it work. Yeah, when you see that, when you see it live, and you look at the track, you're like this track really is not that wide. Yep, and they make that. They make it work there, man. <laughs> hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, congratulations to Zane Smith on the back-to-back -back Daytona win. So presumably he'll be in the playoffs again. Uh, last year's champion will be in the playoffs uh, again there, Ed see what he can do well well deserving we knew he'd be in there there's no problem with that yep then the xfinity race was saturday uh sam Mayer goes for a hole in the middle that closed perkins spins and collects hemrick before walloping the wall then there was a close call side drafting with haley and elgire haley was the first car on the top elgire was second on the bottom pushing hill i believe Haley went to side draft Hill, but made contact with Elgire, who came up a little bit in second place. It's amazing that that does not happen more often and cause a big wreck. Somehow it didn't this time. But they got damage out of it, so the, you figured that should have affected the cars, you know. But, uh, um, they, well, the crews uh, actually fixed that car pretty good and brought it back out. Hill would go on to win the stage over Chandler Smith, Elgire, Haley, Burton, Creed, Barry, Kligerman, Nemechek, and Snyder. I tell you what, that was a close call with Hill and Elgire in turn three, and Elgire cut Hill a big break there, and he they, made sure it was known on the radio. They were uh, they were talking how good Hill is up front and how he's working a high and a low and a high, and then he went high on that last lap and Allgaier was like, yes, Allgaier definitely gave him a break. That was close. I think I gasped on that one since, you know, I did have Hill. You know, I picked him and I just went, oh, that was close. And, uh, and uh, hey, Hill admitted it, and he said that later in the race, uh, if it comes down to it, he'd give him a break. So, so, but yeah, he realized that he almost got caught in the cookie jar. Oh, he sure did. Um, stage two, Kligerman was pushing Creed, who lost control. Hill, Elgire, and Haley got a piece of that one. Uh, Elgire would win the stage, come back all the way from the back after pitting over Mayor Hill, Jones, Moffat, Barry, 
Herbst, Nemechek, Custer, and Burton. Uh, Burton comes down on Alfredo and collects Sammy Smith crossing the line there at the end of the stage. Yep, typical Daytona right there, man. Yep, gets the, uh, gets all kinds of uh, contact there, and yeah, McLaughlin hit pretty hard too. So, yep, that's uh, part of the part of that at Daytona. Yep, it's nice right. to see the grass ain't tearing up the front ends of them cars, though. They have actually kind of—I don't know if they mow the grass a little bit lower or what. What's the deal there? But it just doesn't seem like it's tearing the front ends off the cars anymore. I think it would if they went through at the right angle. I think they kind of got lucky the way they went through there. That still needs to be fixed, in my opinion, but luckily nothing happened there, like you said. Hopefully it's not an issue this year because I think I said that last year. I'm sick of talking about the grass eating up cars. And and it and it does. <laughs> it absolutely destroys them cars when they dig in. So, yeah, we didn't see it there at Daytona. Nope. Uh, Kligerman spins or does a 360 coming to pit road there when they had a pit in the final uh, stage there. Uh, all okay, it stays green. Then Kligerman tries to slide job Jeffrey Earnhardt, but the hole isn't there, and Earnhardt cu uh, cuts a tire on the right side after bumping the wall a little bit. Kligerman uh, had a few people angry at him after that one, and Jeffrey had some choice words after the race. Man, that tire must have really went down fast because all of a sudden you just see Earnhardt, how he slowed down real fast, like, wow, that took that tire out, like, right now. It was nice to see there's a video. Jeffrey was really critical uh, on the radio and TV interviews that he did um, and some media interviews, really critical of Klagerman, which, rightfully so, you're going to be mad when something like that happens. And uh, they did talk, and it looks like Kligerman admitted it. You couldn't really tell exactly what they're saying. Might have been an agree to disagree or sorry. You know, there's, you know, obviously I take it back, but can if you're Kligerman. Uh, cool to see them talk it out and uh, hopefully yeah. work it out because those are two people that you could see at the front of some of these races. But that's Daytona, man. That's that's just a, a product of Daytona. So yeah, long season. You gotta love your enemies, right? Love your competition. So. Um, <laughs> so yeah. love your competition. Move on. Al Geyer makes the first move surprisingly on his teammate who was second. They were second through five, uh, the junior motorsports cars. Jones then gets spun trying to block Barry. That was with two to go. It goes into overtime. Uh, now under, and then under caution, Barry runs out of fuel. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that was, a. Uh, an issue like that, and then they said Allgaier, he uh, he had one more lap that was over that, so it was worth watching him too and see if he was sputtering as they were going around on that caution flight. He was on the apron waiting for that thing to, to uh, puke right there, so yeah, they were running low on fuel. Then Sam Mayer tries to go for the win, goes high on Allgaier, gets a good run. Allgaier runs him up just a little bit. And then Mayer has to come back down to block that run from Austin Hill. He gets turned upside down on the backstretch. Who is in front? Elgeyer, Hill, or Nemechek? Austin Hill also goes back-to-back, -back, just like Zane Smith in the trucks. You know, the car gets really light, you know, when you come off the banking like that, coming down. And I think probably, I'd have to say Mayer probably had more eyes on the, on the rearview mirror. And you know what the amazing part is, Lauren? When he was upside down, he was still number one. 
<laughs> and it was really convenient how that slid over, touched the grass, and just slowly flipped it over, just like an egg, you know, just like here, we'll have it easy over. And I was like, bang, there's your car. And but that thing slid, what do you say, a quarter mile? Slid a quarter mile on it. At, I, I'll take a I'll take a slide like that instead of you know, a barrel roll going end over end and all that. Just a nice easy slide and be done with it. So um I don't know. Just I talked to you earlier this week, just saying that I thought Mayor was just a little bit over his head. Um, so um, still a young driver, going to learn. Um, he's aggressive. I expect him to win a race this year. He should, but uh, it just seemed like that when the when the going got really tough there. You know, last lap you're going for it, but mm, God, he lost it coming out of that back back end. He could have took off a lot more cars out of there. There was enough already wrecked as it was. See, you and I disagree on that a little bit because I think it's just the product of, of Daytona there. He was going to come back to the to the crowd a little bit. You have to try to block and win there. Otherwise, you're going to finish probably where he finished wrecked. So either you're going to finish there wrecked or not, possibly could win. I think you have to block there. Um, I think it's just the product of the racing there. And fortunately for the junior motorsports, like we were just talking, they were nose to tail, second through fifth, sitting good, had Hill as a sitting duck there and just couldn't capitalize on it. So uh, I listened to Dale Jr. a little bit, says that can't fault anyone, uh, but you have to you have to have one of your cars win the race there. You know, and then and then another thing that I was looking at was Nemechek below the yellow line, and, you know, was there a question they got shoved down there? And you know how much of a Nemechek fan that I am, you know, but, uh, um, boy, that was like a bumper cover where he took that picture. Um, I don't know how they figured out third and fourth place. That absolutely looked like a tie to me. But, um, yep, Austin Hill pulls that out by a bumper cover and goes back to back. Yep. Uh, Nemechek was declared second place, Elgar third. Then how about Parker Retzloff, Wisconsin's Parker Retzloff, finishing fourth. Snyder, Herbst, Graf, Sieg, Custer, and Haley round out the top ten there. Uh, just an awesome run for Parker Retzloff in his first race with Jordan Anderson Racing. He could shock a lot of people this season if he can get that 31 car keeping up that momentum, and it has the potential to do that. He seems to have the talent, doesn't he? He's got the talent, so now he's going to be in there all year. Let's see how he goes. Yeah, Rhinelander. He's from Rhinelander, another Wisconsin guy we can we can cheer on. Absolutely. Uh, I did try to reach out to him, so hopefully we can connect and have him on at some point. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, that would, uh, that would be awesome. So hoping for that. Well, then we get into the biggest race of the season, the Daytona 500 Stage 1. Caution free. Brad Kozlowski wins the stage over Priest, Busher, Harvick, McDowell, Gibbs, Johnson, Elmerola, Truex, and Gilliland. Then in Stage 2, Harvick bumps Reddick, who gets loose, collects Elliott, Blaney, Jones, Suarez, Truex, Bush, and Larson. A mini big one, I guess I'll call it. A mini, yeah, a mini big one. There, there was only, you know, three yellows after stage two, and it, one of them was for that wreck. The other two was for the stages. So it was pretty much clean like that. Boy, Harvick didn't make much contact there. And it was just, just you know, how much of a fine edge that they're on. And, uh, yeah, it caused a little one there, so. Chastain would go on and win the stage over Bowman, Stenhouse, Logano, Sindrick, Truex, Byron, Elmeninger, Busher, and Bell. In the final stage, 
couple of wrecks there. Priest, McDowell, Truex, Briscoe, Harvick, Gibbs, and Johnson involved in another uh, medium-sized crash. And then Suarez spins late to cause overtime. Kyle Busch and Austin Dillon from Richard Childress Racing were leading. So close to the finish there. <laughs> yeah, Kyle led lap 200, but there was still more racing to go on. Um, yeah, we were all just knew that there was no way that that race was going to end without a caution to re-rack them. It's like, who, who's going to do this? Also, Suarez was on the back stretching, and we knew we were going to get a green-white checker, so that typical Daytona there. And then the question started because Daytona had the choose rule this year. How are the RCR cars going to line up? Were they both going to go to the bottom, nose to tail? Were they going to split it and run the uh, teammate deal? They ended up splitting it. Kyle chooses the top, comes back down to the bottom on the restart, but Logano and them behind him got such a good restart. <laughs> it's, it's a shoving match then, man. But, yeah, uh, Dylan, Dylan just kind of held that off so that it, it gave uh, it gave Bush a – a shot to get to get in the lead. Um, they were they were working together, but then when they went down the backstretch, it just seemed like Austin uh, just kind of fell off the bumper of of Kyle and that outside groove, like like they said on uh, Race Hub, they said it looked like four locomotives on a rail, and them four were hooked up on that outside, and you can't beat that when you're hooked upside by or bumper to bumper like that. Yeah, and then Dylan spins on the backstretch after a push goes wrong from uh, Byron. Kind of the big one here. Sindrick, Gillen, Burton, Gregson, Dylan, Haley, Herbst, Johnson, Byron, Zane Smith, Hamlin, Brad, Chastain, all involved. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we get to do it again because they yeah. didn't get the white flag. So let's do it again. Re-rack them and let's try again. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, and Kyle Busch had a run on that outside lane coming back, but behind him, Pastrana spins after a push from El Marola. That was the biggest crash of them all. Everyone from about fourth on back involved. Who was leading, Stenhaus or Logano? Another question there. It was ruled that Ricky Stenhouse Jr. would be the winner of the Daytona 500 for JTG Doherty. A great big win for a smaller team. What amazing thing, though, was that lap 178, he got busted for speeding with 22 laps to go. Well, they, well, they you know, got back up to green with 19 to go. He was at the back, and he worked his way up front, and he got there. So that was the amazing part. Usually, if you think you're going to speed, get caught speeding with 20 to go, you'd figure that would do your day in. But, uh, hey, never give up. Never know, never know what's going to happen. So, yeah, and uh, it was quite obvious that even after the wreck that Stenhouse was ahead of Logano and they showed that going down the back stretch, watching the light and everything there, there was no question that, um, and then he, he couldn't do a burnout. He had, uh, he ran out of gas. He said the, the light was flickering on and off and then he went to go do a burnout and he said, Oh, dead, no water, no more fuel. <laughs> that was it. So, um, yeah, very, another historical, awesome Daytona 500. We're, we're into the season, buddy. We're going. Absolutely. Logano ruled second. Bell finished third. He gave that shove to Stenhouse to get him out front. Busher, Bowman, Elmendinger, Suarez, Blaney, Chastain, Herbst, the rest of the top ten. How about Travis Pastrana? He was involved in that last one. Ruled as an 11th place. That is awesome for him. Zane Smith, who was an open car, made the 500. He was 13th. 
Cody Ware, 14th. LaJoy, 16th. Great to see the smaller teams have great finishes there. Did you see the look on Pastrana's face? Do you think he had fun? <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he had a blast, man. I think that was, uh, yeah, he had fun. Even though he got wrecked out or whatever and limped at home, but uh, I think he had a blast, man. Oh, absolutely. You know, I try to reach out to him, too. Uh, we'll see if we can get him on. Uh, we'll see. I would love to talk to him about uh, his Daytona 500. You know, a lot of people are asking, you know, hey, are you going to, you know, maybe find a few more races? He says, no, this is one and done. It was just an honor to be able to race with the the greatest in the world here. And, you know, he did say that if uh, the Nice team comes calling and says, hey, do you want to do one or two here? He would be open to do it in the truck. But he says the guys at the top level are, are just too good and and he wants to respect them by not doing that but an 11th and your only daytona 500 that's uh that's pretty that, cool that's impressive but i bet you if they ask him next year do you think he, he won't turn that down right well i ain't doing nothing else here i'll go ahead and do it again hey he's got experience now he got a little he got a little taste of it yeah I, I think it would be hard to turn down how can you turn down an opportunity to run the daytona 500 <laughs> yeah for sure yeah um, what an amazing weekend. Daytona is always good. Glad to move past Daytona and super speedway racing and get into some of these short tracks, mile and a half intermediate tracks. Uh, it's always a great weekend. You know, it's good that we only do this four to six times a year, um, to get into then some kind of, I guess I'll call it normal racing though. Yeah. You can only watch so many, so much stuff get destroyed out there, you know? So now this weekend is going to be some, going to be some racing set um the weather doesn't look good out in la uh maybe sunday and if i was nascar looking at the weather i'd probably say maybe xfinity should run sunday night because they got more coming in during the week so they might have a little window on sunday to get her in we'll have to watch and see but uh they're having amazing weather out there so, uh, the storm of the century they're calling it out there this weekend so we'll see where it goes yeah, I mean, they could always use the rain out there, but not all at once. Like, they're going to get Saturday, Friday and Saturday, both say 100%. It sounds like it's going to be pretty much an all-day event both days. Sunday, I saw 15%. Some at times when it's scattered like that, you never know. So, uh, I think you're right. Running both on Sunday is probably the best option at looking at it right now. But what's underwater? Is the parking lot going to be underwater? Is the freeway going to be underwater? Who knows what's going to happen out there? It's just going to be a mess. But uh, anyway, we'll uh, can't do nothing about it. We'll just hang on and watch maybe an old video from last year to make it through on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's review our picks before we talk more about Auto Club this year uh, or this weekend. Excuse me. Um, in the truck series, you picked Matt Benedetto. I had Chase Elliott. I picked a point there by Chase Elliott finishing tenth. Matt. Matty D finished 20th. And then you took over the weekend. You had Austin Hill in the Xfinity Series, who won. So you got two points there. I had Haley, who had some damage and finished uh, 10th there again. And then you had Harvick, who finished 12th, who had damage early. uh, But Almaroka, Eric Almarola, excuse me, in that last incident finishes 21st. So you were up. That was one. 
that was a bummer when Almirola, you know, just like uh, Kyle Larson, I think he had the hardest hit of the weekend. And, you know, oh. he's, driving, he's driving along, and all of a sudden it's just like the car just shoots right, like what the heck, all of a sudden just bang, and it was head-on. And just like that was a scary way to go into a head-on into a wall. And, um, yeah, good to see Larson walk away from that one, man. Wow. What a huge hit. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you were talking about Sam Mayer kind of having that easy slide down in the Xfinity series. He hit the grass there, and thankfully it didn't grab and tumble him. It kind of easily set him down. He got pretty lucky on that deal, too. Yeah, it's just like it just flipped it over really, really easy. Yeah, I'll take a slide on the roof any day a quarter mile instead of barrel rolling it. Yep, yep. Um, so you're up three to one there due to, to your picks there. It's funny. I mentioned I was going to pick after the duels. I usually do like to see the duels before I'm going to pick. I thought Omarola looked good in qualifying. I took him before the duel. So we actually could have included our picks in the last podcast. Uh, but so be it. We'll go into auto club speedway, uh, here in the Xfinity series last year, Cole Custer run. Remember that was a, Small team winning. That was the SS Greenlight 07 car he was in, and he takes the win last year. That's uh, a Bobby Dodder car, right? Bobby Dodder. Yes. yes, there you go. Greenlight is part of Bobby yep. Dodder. That. Yep. Uh, for the Cup Series, Kyle Larson took the one uh, win there. So in the Xfinity Series, I have first pick because you won, and also in the Cup Series I do as well. I'm going to take Cole Custer on Saturday and Kyle Busch on Sunday. Oh, very interesting. Hey, I'm going to go back to that 10 car in the Xfinity series. That's the all-star team, right? That's what yep. there's going to be so many. I bet you that team's going to be battling out for the drivers or for the owner's championship. Um, I'm going to stick in Austin Dillon. He runs good around there uh, in the Xfinity series. And then, uh, I surprised you with how about a big dose of Eric Jones. And if you kind of look to see how he, uh, he runs excellent there. And I'm going to, I'm going to throw Eric Jones at you uh, for the cup race out there. Yeah. I think that's a sleeper pick by you, but it's a good pick because you know, you think you want at Darlington, which was a mile and a half auto clubs um, race is different than that, but he has some good runs at auto club there. So, um, I think that was a good sleeper pick by you. The last time for California, man, they're going to put the bulldozer to this place uh, after, I don't know, I've got mixed feelings about it. Um, I hope they build up beauty out there. Uh, whatever they're going to build, it's going to take two years. California will not be on the schedule next year. So um, we'll see. We'll see what they do. I hope they build up beauty out there. Yeah, I have really enjoyed the racing over the last decade there. It's really good. With the new car, with the bigger tracks, it seems to work better, too, than the short tracks and road courses. NASCAR is working on that, obviously, so hopefully that changes for the better for those two types of tracks. But I have mixed feelings about it, too. But apparently the pavement is at its end of the road, kind of like Atlanta, where either you're going to have to make the commitment to repave it and then remember when it was first built, the first 10 years weren't very good. They were talking about that on Sirius XM this week. It wasn't very good. So either you're going to wait a couple of years for it to come in or you're going to make the commitment and change it. So you're making two big commitments either way, one or the other. They're going with the short track. 
we need more short tracks uh, as long as the new car can be switched around to run better at them. I'm with you. I hope it's a, it's a great track because auto club over the last few years has that in the, under the current configuration has been awesome. Can they have and keep the fan support to keep that going out there? That's, that's another issue out there. Um, so many times that, um, racetracks failed because they never had the fan support out there. So, um, yeah, let's see what they do, man. So we'll wait till two years and we'll see where California will land. Yep, absolutely. And before we end this here, after talking about Auto Club already, how about Greg Van Elst winning the ARCA Racing Series race there? That one's always a little bit uh, rough, but how about Greg Van Elst pulling it out? Pretty cool. Yeah, there was a lot of single single car incidents that were guys are getting pushed out of the way and whatever. But uh, it's amazing they all didn't uh, wipe out and have a big one. So at least they got by that. So it was a halfway decent race. I see Natalie, she was going to get a top 10. And then at the very end when they were all scrambling up, she ended up 14th. But uh, all in all, um, a good arca race. Yeah, it's worth watching on a Saturday. Greg was a little excited, wasn't he? Just, Just a, a little. little bit, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Daytona Trophy, that's worth getting excited about. Oh, absolutely cool. Uh, said he took a long time to get there, don't give up. Really cool speech on the track there. Uh, pretty cool to see, very emotional. Yeah, very emotional. But he, he's he got a Daytona Trophy, man. Absolutely. Um, You know, what's, what's coming up for us next? We're going to uh, try to make the commitment to be with you every Wednesday. Obviously, this is coming out Thursday. I had some issues with the weather and uh, snowblowers and stuff like that. So Wednesday just wasn't going to happen. You got a Chevy snowblower? <laughs> oh. oh. Wow. There's one. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now you know. There's, right. one to the, there's one to the boiler. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Wow. Uh, you left me speechless on that one. Oh, yeah. So. I could, you know, once you came back and said that Kyle Larson won that race last year at California, you remember that he forgot that Chase Elliott was on the outside that was going to pass him and win that race. And yeah. I never heard Chase Elliott ever say such bad words over the radio. He was hot. <laughs> yes, he was. Yep. Well, yep, that was the California race of last year. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, and also the thing that happened last year since you brought that up was, we found out how bad the tire issues were there last year. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't rear its ugly head either. Let's let's all hope we got better tires this year, huh? I'm, I'm talking to people and listening and, and finding out about tires and the cost of them and how much the tires gone up, not only for NASCAR, you know, but for the local guys. Um, it's kind of a, um eye-opening to see what the prices of tires are. And boy, oh boy, it's going to be um, hard on Hard on the pocket. I mean, we might end up uh, having to pay for more tickets so these guys can buy tires. I, I don't know where this is all going to go, man. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what uh, what happens. But uh, what's up for uh, us next is we'll, uh, we're going to try to do every Wednesday. Next time we'll have Ty in the podcast to recap re, uh, Auto Club as well. So we'll talk to Ty about Daytona and his upcoming Las Vegas race. And then after that, we're going to have Derek Krause on the following Wednesday and uh, recap the Las Vegas weekend. So um, 
some good things coming down the pipeline. We reached out to a few more people to see if they want to come on and talk. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, looking forward to having Ty back on to talk about Daytona and Vegas and a recap Auto Club and also talk to Derek. So some exciting things coming down the pipeline here, buddy. Exciting, man. Yes, yes. We'll uh, like talking to some of anybody, anybody at all that wants to talk to us. So yeah, I'm all pumped for that stuff. Good. For sure. Well, uh, it was good to recap Daytona here with you, buddy. It'll uh, hopefully they get all the races in without much trouble here this weekend at Auto Club, and uh, it should be a good one. It should be. It always is, man. But yep, enjoy California for the last time. Yep, yep. I know that's weird to say, but it's uh, you know it's been a few few years down the road. It has COVID kind of put it on hold, so we've kind of been fortunate that way too. They've got that big scoreboard in turn one that shows how fast they're going into the corner. And hopefully they straighten the backstretch out. These, uh, it looks like a boat shop going down the backstretch. You know, we've seen that, how, how rough the backstretch is. So the place has character, man, and it's got speed. Um, yep. So enjoy California for one last time. Yep. Yep, for mm-hmm. sure. Well, uh, Mark, thanks again. Everyone, thanks for listening and supporting. Hope you're uh, enjoying these, and uh, hopefully we have some more exciting things coming down the pipeline than we just said. Uh, And, uh, hey, we'll talk to you soon. All right, man. We'll see ya. See ya. This has been a production of Lore Sports. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.